Are you living in potential land in your relationship? You know, when you're holding on to what used to be but isn't there anymore or what it could be in the future? I've been there. I know exactly what that is. Bree Wolta and I are talking in the last of our three-part series on the podcast about what it is to live in potential land and an actionable tool that you can use if you are living in that space. Hi, and welcome to the Stacey Embers podcast. I'm a recovered alcoholic and sex and love addict and codependent, and I spent most of my life self-abandoning. In this podcast, I will be giving you mindset guidance and sharing the tools I used as well as my personal stories to guide you to return back to yourself. Because if you are searching for yourself, you can just go ahead and call off the search party because you are already right there. Say no to self-abandonment and shout yes to clearing out anything that stands in the way of confidently moving in the direction of your true path and say yes to return back to yourself so you can live a life that completely lights you up. What do we do if we're in this relationship two, three weeks, six months, three months, and we're sitting there and we're starting to, ah, I'm feeling that like a self-abandonment that, that feeling where it's like, for me can see it so clearly now, but it was when my insides Mm -hmm. didn't match my words or my actions. Yeah. It was like, I know that I do not need to be here. This relationship is unhealthy to me. I can feel it. And I just, and, and then my, my, I would say, I love you. And I'd be like, (laughs) yes. Oh yeah. Like, and then I would go back home. And then I would come back. I would go back to his place Mm -hmm. and I, Oh God. Yeah. And it's like, so how do we stop that? How do we get there? And like, what, what is your suggestion in terms of like, if there's that little tiny, you know, that nudge inside of ourselves that is saying like, you know, that this bed that you're laying in right now, your, your insides are shouting, why are you here? Yep. Yeah. I, I encourage my clients to do an inventory list in the very beginning of our time together of like what's happening in the relationship right now. How do you feel right now? And what are the moments where you're feeling like this, something's not being met, even if you don't know what the need is, it's like, I feel really weird when he leaves for three days at a time. I feel like whatever the basic inventory is and being able to identify first that there's a lot of things on that list. And because a lot of times we're living in what I call potential land. Oh, yes. That's (laughs) my favorite. Yes. You're like, (laughs) I've, I've seen him be loving and caring and put me first. And I've seen him be these ways. And I know he's capable of going back there because I've seen him do it, which adds to the confusion of why he's not. And so we just sort of dissociate into that place of hope. And by living up there, we don't have to actually address what's happening in reality because Mm -hmm. the answers that we find are probably not the most comfortable answers that we want. Right. So until we're ready to see it, we have, we like, Oh, and this could take years. It took me like two years to get to the place where I was even willing to see the red flags. I remember sitting in a therapy. God bless my therapist through this whole situation. Aren't you wonderful? I see, I still see her now and and I joke with her and I'm like, 
did you just want to like jump through the computer screen and like wring my neck? Because mm-hmm. some of the things that I would say like verbatim, I'm like, I think this need is just too much. Like, I'm just going to lower my expectations <laughs> that I don't get hurt. <laughs> so I, I just come with so much empathy for people who are in this situation because it's very real. And I remember her asking me in one session, she's like, what do you like about him right now? Not the trips he used to take, not the way the letters he used to write. What do you like about him right now? And I couldn't give her an answer and not just in session, but like the next couple of hours and the next couple of days, I'm like, I don't, I still don't have an answer. And that was like, blew my mind open. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I'm in a bad spot. Not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. I I did a lot of practice around that and I still do. I mean, when I was looking and, you know, you know, dating and, and I was, I had, I was so focused. I was like, what is the information right now? Yes. Yes. And because I loved, I mean, I was like the potential queen, (laughs) you know, like the queen, it was like what it was going to be. Yeah. And what the potential of the relationship could be. Yep. And um, that there is so much dopamine in that. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. That's a drug in of itself. <laughs> absolutely. And there's so much drama and chaos yeah. around that because you're constantly chasing and running. You're constantly chasing and running that it's going to be this way. Yeah. And I remember, God, I had to make a really hard choice whenever my partner and I started dating. I mean, he was like a chain smoker. Like I'm talking like a pack a day and I have four children and I'm like, how is this going to work? Like I I can't, I, 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 but I, I, I sat and I, I centered and I chose, I say, do I choose him today? If he never stops smoking, because that is a real that's a real, you know, potential. Yeah. And I, at that moment I said, yes, today and only today, I'm not saying for the next five years, I choose him, but today I choose him if he yeah. never stops smoking. And I opened myself up to the ability to say, mm-hmm. I could feel differently about this later, mm-hmm. yep. you know, and, um, miraculously, like a couple, like, I don't know, gosh, two months after we started dating, he stopped smoking. Cause I was like, well, you can't be around the kids and you can't come over and this and that, you know? And, but it was like, I was so clear. Yeah. It was like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this, this month, next month, but today I say yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's like anything that you do. And I could have easily said no. And that would have been okay too. But I was like, if this thing never changes, do I choose this? I love that because it gets us out of that black and white thinking. I think a lot of people, there's so many themes of the people who find themselves in these relationships. And one of them is typically perfectionism or some type of some type of perfectionism, whatever that comes through, whether it's through your body, whether it's through your work, whether it's through however it is sort of exposes itself, but with, we love black and white. It's like, it's good. It's bad. Oh, fat or I'm thin. It feels safe. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we keep attracting these chaotic environments because that is something familiar from our childhood. So in addition to making all of these lists and getting really clear, it's like, are you doing the work to help heal those old wounds so that you don't have to keep spinning around in this repetitive compulsion of trying to fix the wound with your father, with every man that you're dating? Oh, all day. <laughs> I've been trying to rewrite that story for like 41 years. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, Adam, would you like to rewrite the story? And he's like, no, I don't. I don't want to rewrite the story for you. Like, can you please leave me alone? <laughs> please. There's that, there's that really impactful moment when you realize that they're never going to fix it. And that's another place where you take accountability. Yes. You know, if you're continuously attracting drug addicts, because that's what you know, and maybe your, maybe your father or mother wasn't a drug addict, but they were emotionally unavailable, right? Mm-hmm. So there's some parallel of the person that you're attracting to your past. Once you realize that like, oh, I'm going to keep attracting this person until I address this issue, the deeper issue. It's like, there's so many layers and moving parts around how we heal ourselves to be able to be in healthy relationships. Yes, absolutely. And And along the same lines of this, like addict or choosing someone or the behavior that they have today, it's like, if you meet someone and you're dating and they are like constantly working Mm -hmm. and they are constantly working, they're constantly working. And you're like, well, once we get married, they're probably going to change and like stop working so much. Yeah. It's like, wait, hold on. Let's come into ourselves here and go, if this person never changes, do I choose them as they work today? Mm -hmm. Because the likelihood is so, is like, they're just not, that's who they are. And why, and why are we expecting them to be something that they're not? Yeah. And am I comfortable communicating to them? If you come up with that answer of like, this is not working for me today. Am I comfortable communicating that to them to see if they're open to making a change in their life and giving them, giving them an opportunity and then adjusting your reaction based on that? Because that goes back to the mind reading thing, right? Of like, well, if this isn't working for me today, but I don't ever say anything to him and I continue to be with him. And then I resent him because he's not changing because he's not reading my mind. (laughs) You see where the accountability, like, yeah. I didn't tell you because yeah. maybe this person is like, okay, well, I, you know what? I can make the commitment to you to be home at six o'clock. Yeah. Right. And there's like this, this thing, right? Yeah. But all in all, this person is very, very driven and that will never change. Yeah. But we can that, make some accountability. Yes. And that goes back to like, let's say one of their main values is success. Like they want to make a lot of money and they quantify success with money. And let's say that you also value success, but like you, you get success from changing people's lives in a different way. And that doesn't take as many hours or whatever. It looks different. That could be a competing issue. If the biggest way that they orient their life is towards getting more money and the biggest issue, like you're really driven by quality connection. Like that's going to be a, it's going to be a problem. Right. Most likely. It goes along the same lines of if you're, if you're single and you have gotten really, really clear 
about who you are and what you want to at the best of your ability at the present time. And you go about and something happens or, or there's something to check in with your alignment. And it's like, that's what I had to do. And that's what I continue to do today in my relationships. It's like, does this align with me? Yep. Yes or no. And I have gotten so clear about how to do that and to check in with myself and do soul inquiries and say, you know, does this fit with me? Because things change, people change. And it's not, and that's not the invitation to quit the relationship. That is an invitation for some communication and to be curious. Yes. And we should wake up every day if we're in a relationship and choosing our partner, right? There should be that check-in of like, is this still working for me? Yes. Oh, yes. I love that. If not, what are the things I need to ask for or, or talk to my partner about? Am I able to do those things? Like the discernment is such a beautiful thing that you stand for because we need it in every part of our life. I mean, you're right. This filters out to like your job. Mm. Like, are you constantly checking in with what you're doing? And if that's serving you anymore, because maybe it was, and now it's not, but you're still there because not, not talking from experience, like, you know, it's just like, it's what, you know, it's kind of on autopilot. It's simple, whatever. Mm-hmm. And asking yourself the question, is this working with the openness of being honest with yourself? If it's not that holds your, like that takes a lot of responsibility because now you have an answer. And if you continue to go down the one side, then you're, you're abandoning yourself. Absolutely. I love this concept of like continuing to be discerning, like as you're in the relationship, if you've been there a year and a half, five years, continuing to be discerning and choosing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love the phrase, like I choose love with him. Mm. And I continue to do it. I choose love with you. I don't fall in love with you. Yeah. I choose love with you. And I really yeah. love the, the concept of continuing to be discerning. Cause I still am, you know, cause everyone changes and, and brings out different versions of themselves. Like I'm a different version of myself today than I even was a year ago. And Lord knows three years ago. Yeah. And if I keep on that trajectory, I want him to wake up and say, do I choose her? Right. Cause I'm continuing to evolve and change. Yep. Yes. And hopefully both people's evolutions are happening around the same speed. Cause then again, if like you're on your self-growth journey and he's not ready yet, that might also be a place of having a conversation. Of like, right. This is really important to me to no longer have these patterns or no longer not communicate or I'm not going to walk on eggshells anymore with you. And, and once you start setting boundaries with somebody, you really get to understand if that relationship is going to work. Because if you are like, I'm no longer going to be this laid back girl who does all these things that I don't want to do. And they come at you with resistance and make it your fault. I always say setting boundaries is a win-win because either you get to see the person that you're with. And if they're willing to understand your boundary, meet your boundary. If they can, awesome. If they can't, then you have information about the person that you're spending your time with and then can make further actions from there. But boundaries feel really scary and speaking our needs feel really scary, but framing it in that mind of like, well, I'm winning either way. 
it might be more painful one way or the other, but I'm still, this has to happen for me to be in integrity with myself. Oh, the boundaries are scary. The fear of setting a boundary is so scary. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Yes. And what is the resistance behind that? Right. And that's where doing the deeper work and helping to uncover those those gems and heal those wounds is really important because if you can't get out of your own way, if that fear is too big for you to use your voice, then you, again, you're going to, you're going to stay attracting people who will reinforce that for you or take mm-hmm. advantage of that for you. It's fascinating. Ugh, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> will you join me again? Of course. Okay. Yeah, this feels very aligned <laughs> in my body and my what I stand for. So I love this. Thank you. Thank you. So where can they find you? How can they work with you? So my website is briewolta.com and that's just B-R-E-W-O-L-T-A.com. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, if you're looking for information or tips or tricks or, um, digestible forms of understanding around relationships and finding clarity, And I run group coaching containers, individual coaching containers, and I also have a self-paced course coming out soon. Yay! Um, That's called Find Yourself. So it will walk you through. It will walk you through the steps that you need to find that clarity around your values, your needs, and your wants. Um, So that will be probably up by the time this episode airs. Good. Yes, and you can find that on my website. Okay. Instagram, all the things. Yeah. So proud of the work you're doing. Likewise. Thank you for joining Brie and I. And if you missed it, we have two other podcasts that we collaborated on. You can go check them out on episode 11 and episode 13. And if you have any friends that are struggling and relationships are feeling stuck in their life and their soul, their inner soul is starting to dim, then share this episode with them and it may help them reignite their inner fire. Hit the share button, copy the link, and send it over to them. And if you haven't already, follow the Wild Embers podcast by hitting the plus on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. And that will just mean that each new episode is sent straight to your podcast app rather than having you go look it up. Thank you so much for joining me today.